This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Where am I? Where am I going? And how do I get there? I'm Mark Rankin. As a certified orientation and mobility specialist, I've been helping pedestrians with vision loss answer those questions for decades, with a few detours along the way. Join me on Kelly and Rumya for some travel tips and tall tales from the streets of Toronto. Okay, Mark, we started a conversation, a chat about fall prevention last time you were on with us, and we're going to continue that today. And I think this is very, very important. You have... A simple audit of at-home hazards or in-home hazards, uh, and you said anyone can take part in this, anyone can keep track this way, and uh, you're going to tell us about it. Yeah, I, I'm going to blame the fact that you brought the Roomba last uh, last session for why we didn't get through this, because uh, I'm easily distracted. Again, we like got that. sidetracked? Oh my gosh, it never happens on this show. <laughs> yeah, um, but so I think, you know, just anecdotally, uh, I don't have statistics on this, but I find that I find more people falling indoors in the winter than I do in the summer. And that may be due to the fact that you come in and you're, you know, you're, you're weighted down with a lot of clothing that you don't have otherwise mm-hmm. boots and you might be slippery and you come in and, you know, you've got wet feet or whatever, whatever happens. So um, the idea behind this was to kind of have something that you could uh, just a layperson can use just to be aware of, of hazards. So, um, last week, I was talking about a, a CDC document that that covered um, falls and risks. And uh, today, I'll, I'll use a, a Public Health uh, Agency of Canada document that's available on their website. Um, and this is a, kind of a quick one that that goes sort of room by room. Um, and there's a lot of stuff out there that's, that's available like this. Um, but in terms of, of falls, just so kind of uh, the focus is really more on seniors. Um, 20 to 30% of seniors experience at least one fall per year. Um, 85% of injury-related hospitalizations are due to falls when you're when you talking about seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, 95% of hip fractures due to falls and 50% of all falls um, causing hospitalization for, for seniors uh, happen at home. So uh, definitely an, an area of risk that we don't always, uh, always think about. So in terms Mark, of... Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, in terms of uh, vision loss, what you, and, and really for me, it's more the people who have age-related vision loss conditions that are more at risk because they haven't figured out yet what they can accomplish visually and what they need to do, you know, by, by doing other, uh, using other senses or, mm-hmm. or other techniques, right? Um, so when you think about the age-related stuff, it's the, 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 kind of visual related issues are the light and dark adaptations. So it takes longer for your eyes to adjust um, from light to dark and vice versa. Depth perception often diminished, especially if you're relying primarily on one eye, you know, you've got one stronger eye, so you're not getting the kind of binocular uh, vision. Um, glare becomes more of an issue. Uh, I think people with cataracts, other, other conditions, and uh, a lessening of contrast and color sensitivity. So those things kind of all go together. Um, in terms of uh, looking at the, the home itself, um, this document is broken it down to a few different rooms. So they look at the bathroom, and it's a quick little list of things you want to look at is um, non-slip surfaces, having those on, on the tub and the shower. 
right? Grab bars by the toilet and the bath to help you sit and stand um, and make sure they're anchored. They're not just uh, screwed into drywall. Uh, raised toilet seat or a bath seat if those are useful for you. Um, and I'll say uh, the, the raised toilet seat, the best one to get is one that has sort of a frame around it. One thing I find with people with very reduced vision is finding the toilet is, is a hard task because typically not using your cane inside. What people do is they can usually find the vanity, but then they start reaching for the toilet, right? So then you're bending over. If you're bending over and you have poor balance, then you're already, you know, partway at risk for a fall. So if you've got a, a raised seat that has uh, a frame around it, it's easy to reach for the frame. It stands up, it sits up pretty high. You've got these sort of rails. So a lot easier to locate the toilet and then to center yourself, if you're turning around, make sure that you're going to fit and you're going to land on it because you've got these sort of uh, handrails to, to guide you onto it. Um, also in the bathtub, uh, around the shower bath, um, get the temperature up to the temperature that you that's comfortable before you step in, right? The worst thing is turning it on, getting a blast of cold or too hot, mm. and then scrambling out of the way of the of the water that you don't want to be under because it's not at the ideal temperature. Um, and another thing is making sure the temperature of your hot water is set a little bit lower, so around 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, a lot of appliances will heat up water as it's needed. So like uh, dishwashers, a lot of them have internal heater. They'll, they'll warm up the, the water if it's, if it's necessary to have it at a higher level or clean dishes. Um, but then it reduces the chance of scalding. And again, you get scald and you're running out of the way of hot water or there's, you, you don't have a valve that uh, equalizes the, the temperature. You get a hot, you know, someone flushes something and you get a hot, you're only going to get a, a minor, minor inconvenience versus like something that could be potentially more dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that we notice a lot in bathrooms are they tend to be predominantly one color. So a lot of times it's all white, white vanity, white floor, white toilet, white bathtub. Yeah. Um, so anything you can do to add contrast there, and it might be simple stuff like a non, non-slip dark mat outside the shower, a darker shower, uh, curtain, um, toilet seat some cover. People's, yeah. To toilet seat cover. If you want to go old school, get like a fuzzy one, fuzzy ones in the seventies. If those yeah. are still around, probably somewhere. They're um, still around. But yeah, I didn't know they were old. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. My kids are old. Yeah, yeah. What what I think is old, yeah, might be new again. It is um, not popular at your house, apparently. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's there's lots of options in terms of just in. That, that contrast provides a little bit better uh, spatial awareness so that if you do if you do get off balance and you can see where the where the where the sink is or where the wall is because of where the towels are hanging you can reach out and steady yourself whereas if everything's white and you 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 do lose your balance you you're disoriented you don't know what to reach out for um, can be pretty uh, pretty panic inducing this contrast thing, Mark, uh, in different scenarios, as you pointed out, and specifically the bathroom, I guess, is a good one, especially back to that intention of or this understanding of people who may not understand how much vision they're losing and what that next step is to help accommodate or maybe really realistically they're not even at that point where they can have these external conversations with people but the contrast thing is super helpful because you can just make these little changes that are helpful um, without necessarily having to be like, oh, you know, this is to help me not fall or not bump into or not understand that this is jutting out more than I realized. 
uh, like that perception yeah. changes and such. Yeah, I think it's a great point because it's not, you don't feel like, oh, I'm putting in something because it's I'm subtle. not rich, you know? Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it can look good, again, if you get the really fuzzy right. the cover. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then we look at the living room and bedroom. So, um, first of all, and this is a general for, for, the, for the home in, in general, is reducing clutter um, and especially loose wires. So, if you can group you know, if you can collect the wires together, um, you can you can get things that'll uh, you know, IKEA sells them. You can poke the uh, wires into them, so it's just one thing um, that you're, you're less likely to catch it with your foot and, and trip yourself. Um, try not to run extension cords. Uh, it, if if it means you know moving furniture, sometimes that's worth it. Um, it's the worst thing to have something across the path of travel. The other thing is. Um, one of the people don't always think about, but phones. So if you've, if you're on an old school landline, um, it's good to have multiple phones. So sometimes I mean, just like having a cordless, um, but with lots of bases around, cause you don't want to be running to another room to answer a phone. Um, if people have a cell phone, I tell them just to keep it on them at all times, because if you do fall and you don't have access to a phone, it can be really, really a difficult situation. I had a, a client years ago, um, bachelor, uh, all his life, no family, mid-80s, not particularly at risk for a fall, but yeah. had a fall at home and did was not able to, broke his hip, um, and I think broke a rib as well, was not able to crawl to a phone and spent two full days on the floor until oh, uh, a PSW happened to be due to arrive. Um, and then he called out and let them know that he was on the floor. So that was oh, two days without food or water. Like that's life endangering at that point. Um, and just for the simple reason that he couldn't get to a phone, right? And you don't think of that as a safety measure, um, but it can be, it could be life and death really, literally. Um, lighting. So again, we always want to have, generally we think about enhanced, lighting so usually people with vision loss need a little bit more light but you want light to be consistent so you don't um you don't want lighter areas and darker areas because again transitioning is hard because your eyes don't adjust as well um another thing is night lights so for those things you know if you're in the if you're in a bedroom you want a very clear path between the bathroom and the bedroom. So that's the kind of the, the place that you're most likely to go to. If you wake up in the middle of the night, you might be a little bit dopey because you're sleepy. Um, you can, some people will put in night lights that respond to uh, motion. So then detect motion and they'll come on. I do find um, it's probably better to have one that just stays on one. It's better for orientation. Um, because if you're relying on the motion one, you may not get there. You, if you get up and you're not quite sure where you're going, um, and the other thing is then you don't get startled by this sudden change of light, right? So again, light adapt adaptation is not great. So you don't want to suddenly get a spotlight kind of shining, um, when you arrive. So it's better to have something that sort of stays on at all times. Um, the other thing with, uh, with those paths are, I generally try to make it as, as short and, and easy as possible so sometimes that means moving furniture during the day you might travel visually but if you get up at night you might need to actually trail a wall because you know the, the poor light you just don't function well so then you might need a little bit more of a something uh to physically study you 
So sometimes that means, you know, maybe just moving a bed a little bit closer to the wall so that when you get up, you can reach out, follow the wall to the door, you know, get out into the hallway, follow the wall. to. So it's sometimes it's a little bit of, of changes. You don't want to make, make too many changes if someone's comfortable with the environment they're in, but. Right. Um, but it's like part of it is. Sorry, just to say part of it is the prevention and then the other part is how are we going to deal if you do have a serious fall, right? And if you are are alone in your environment. And I think that's what's really um, uh, very harsh to think about, but have to consider in emergencies, especially what you said about landlines. Like now with cell phones, we're thinking, of course I have my cell phone on me. Nobody needs a landline. But then you're potentially stuck in a situation where your cell phone is not with you and you're absolutely uh, out of capacity to contact somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you consider, you can consider alert things like lifeline, yeah. um, things like that, certainly for, for seniors who, who are into cell phones. Um, and then you've got something that's sort of a, a fail safe, right? Mark, we're pretty much at the end of time. Do you have any quick words before we wrap? Um, no, I would just say, you know, again, um, a lot of accidents happen at home. It's a cliche, but that does not make it any less true. Sure. Um, and and these things are really common sense things to think about, right? You just want to put it in the context of the vision loss, right? So add that layer to the natural aging things. All our senses kind of decline, but vision is probably the one that's most likely going to result in a fall. So think about that. And you know what you said about doing the simple changes that don't feel like a disability specific change in in your environment Mm -hmm. it's probably the best way to go about starting it yeah yeah i got like these um uh table mats like placemats that are very high contrast and i think you know this is such a great way to just say hey it's aesthetically pleasing but also very high contrast Mm -hmm. right nothing to do with falls by the way i just wanted to throw that in there mark thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk to you next next month month. all right mark rankin joins us for orientation and mobility chat and he's an O&M specialist working with the blind and low vision community here in Toronto. So uh, we like to have him on once a month to chat about different things and we've done two conversations now about fall prevention so check both of these out on uh, podcasts by searching for Kelly and Ramia. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.